So this morning I just wanted to start um, thinking about spiritual gifts and um, I think we're going to take a few weeks just to look at what spiritual gifts are and talk specifically about certain gifts, certain some of the most common gifts that we might see used. Prophecy, speaking in tongues, the gift of healing and maybe we'll touch on some other things as well. Um, this week I'm just going to set the scene. Next week um, Liz and Mike Flute are going to be with us and I'm going to ask Liz to talk about the gift of prophecy because she ministers in the gift of prophecy and I think she's got a great perspective and um, can really help us in our understanding of what that gift is all about. Um, but I wanted to start by just taking a couple of steps back if that's okay and I wanted to start by just talking about the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And very, very simply, Jesus said that when he went to heaven, he promised that the Father would send the gift of the Holy Spirit. In fact, he told his disciples in Acts 1, verses 4 and 5, to wait for the gift my Father promised. And he talked about the fact that John the Baptist baptized with water. But in a few days, he said, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. These are the words of Jesus. And then we see just days, a few weeks later, the day of Pentecost coming, when the disciples were all together in one place. And suddenly this wind, this violent wind came into the room. It says it came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And it says they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And then we see the first disciples, as, John, as, as Peter sorry, spoke to the crowd in Acts 2, and they said, to, they said, you know, what can we do to be saved? And he said, repent and be baptized. That's baptism in water. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And then he says, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. So as we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, first and foremost, I just want to say that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is available to every person who believes on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the same way that water baptism is something that we would encourage every believer and follower of Jesus to go through because it's a commandment, it's a, it's a, a an action that Jesus told us to take when we had faith in him, Jesus linked with that the fact that every single one of us can be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And often what happens when we are new believers is that we will be baptized in water, but at the same time it is good to, be, to get someone to pray with you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, in some places, that teaching isn't clearly explained. 
And for some of us, it may be that you've never heard that before. It may be that no one's ever prayed for you to receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, but I just want to encourage you, if this morning you're sitting there thinking, well, I'm not sure what that's about, or no one's ever prayed for me, and if I asked you and you said, have you received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you would say, well, actually, I'm not too sure. Then I want to really encourage you to come and see us, um, to talk about it with us so that your understanding is clear, so that we can pray for you, okay? And the Holy Spirit was God's gift to us to empower us to live for him. And it's through that empowerment of the Holy Spirit that he gives us what is described by Paul as gifts of the Holy Spirit, okay? And that's what I want to just touch on with an introduction, I suppose, this morning and an overview. So I want to read from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 to 11. And I'm reading this morning actually from the NIV. And Paul says, Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when, you're, when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one is speaking by the Spirit of God can say, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, and to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are at work, are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one as He determines. So just a couple of important things that, that Paul is emphasizing to the church in Corinth. And just so that you get the context for these scriptures which we'll be looking at in 1 Corinthians 12 and then as we go forward 1 Corinthians 13. Paul is specifically speaking in this context into that church setting and actually in 1 Corinthians 14 he's giving instructions as to how the gifts of the spirit should operate in the context of when we meet together as a church because although this um, teaching is given by Paul to the church in Corinth actually the gifts of the spirit and the way that they are used 
and the way that they are revealed and manifest is goes far beyond the four walls of a church in fact i would say that one of the ways that god reveals himself to people that don't yet know him is through the manifestation the revealing of god through gifts of the spirit so it's not something that is just contained and for just when you're in a church service or just when you're in your life group or just when you're meeting with your Christian friend it's actually the way that God works through the gifts that he's given us is actually to manifest and reveal himself to us but also to our neighbours and friends and family members and work colleagues that currently don't yet know him Okay, so on the one hand, some of this teaching is for the context of church life, but in scripture and in the way that, that Jesus reveals the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, we see that he uses them in all sorts of different ways. But ultimately it is to reveal the glory of God and reveal the wonder of God. So Paul starts by saying that he doesn't want believers, that's us, to be uninformed about the gifts of the Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit are a facet, they're um, a reflection of some of the ways that God works and releases his power. I'm not going to read the whole of 1 Corinthians 12, but if you read the next section, you will see that the example that Paul gives for the working of the spirit is like describing the, the church as a body with lots of different members and the body has an arm and it has a leg and it has a head and there are different functions for different things and so we're not all the same and the Holy Spirit distributes the gifts in different ways in different measures and um, we're not to be jealous of about one another and think I want to be an ear, why can't I be an ear, why am I a little finger? We recognise that we are diverse and we are different because we are all an expression together of the body of Christ. But just in the same way as your body needs food to be built up and stop withering away, just in the same way as your body needs water to keep it functioning, so the way that God has chosen to edify and build up his body, the church, is through the manifestation and power and release of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit which he has placed among us. And so we need to be informed and have some understanding of the ways that God works. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit are one of the ways that God works to strengthen and edify and encourage and reveal who God is to us. And it's a beautiful thing when we take what God has given us, we share it with someone else and they are encouraged and they are strengthened and their faith grows. So this is why Paul wants to emphasize um, the importance of these gifts. And the second thing that Paul says is that 
all the ministry of the Holy Spirit has Jesus at the center. Okay, he says that nobody, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Nobody speaking by the Spirit can say Jesus is cursed. And the thing that he's emphasizing here is that the ministry of the Holy Spirit has Jesus at the center. The Holy Spirit has been sent from the Father in Jesus' in Jesus's name. The Holy Spirit teaches us about Jesus and reminds us of everything that he said. The Holy Spirit is referred to this as being the spirit of truth by Jesus in the context of Jesus himself saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus said that the Holy Spirit is completely aligned with him, just as he is completely aligned with the Father. So if we are operating under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit, that ministry will honor Jesus. It will be aligned with the truth of scripture. It will remind us of who God is, of who Jesus is and what he says. And it will also declare his lordship and supremacy, which again is one of the things that Paul is alluding to. So Paul is making the point, point that it's not possible for the Holy Spirit to dishonor or undermine Jesus in any way. Any ministry that does this is not of the Holy Spirit. The ministry of the gifts of the Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus and the fruit of that ministry will glorify him. So Paul says we should be informed Paul says, secondly, that all ministry of the Holy Spirit has Jesus at the center. The next thing that he says, the next thing that he says is that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. The manifestation of the Spirit the gift of the Holy Spirit is given to each person. God has given you, whether you realize this or not, when you became alive to him, gifts that are unique, not in their nature to you, but in the way that you distribute them and bring them and carry them is unique to you because many of us might prophesy or many of us might ha carry wisdom many of us might pray for people for healing but actually the way that you do it is unique to you isn't that amazing it's just that often I think that we sit in churches and we think it's only the people that get up the front, the really holy people, you know, the people without any problems in their lives that God wants to use to build his body up and make it strong and reveal Jesus. 
And Paul's saying, no. He says, it's get, there's a manifestation that's given to every single one, every single believer. And the reason why that distribution is given is so that we can edify each other. He calls it for the common good. Don't you love that word, the common good? When we talk about community, you know, you get the sense of that common togetherness. You get that sense of that communal experience of God. Not just an experience that one person has of God, but a, a communal experience of God that's enriched because of the unique flavor that every person brings to that community. The community is not just made up of heroes, of the people that are up front, but it's made also of the people that are unseen, that are in the background. And they are just as important as the people who maybe get to speak or have a visual up front place in the community. What Paul is saying is that every single member of God's body has a gift that they've been given for the benefit of everyone else. It just might be that you haven't quite realized it yet, but you have got it. And what we're talking about when we come to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit is how you can take that gift that God's given you, how you can discover that, and how you can use it for everyone's benefit or for the benefit of people around you. And just like your physical body is built up by eating chocolate cake, or maybe not, uh, eating good and healthy things, uh, all sorts of lovely things, uh, drinking healthy things, and it's built, built up anyway, all right? So the body of Christ is built up when everyone takes the gifts that they've been given and uses them and starts to share them and exercise them. And actually, we become more united and whole and healed and comforted and strengthened and edified. We start to understand and grow in the, our corporate understanding of who Jesus is as we do very small things in distributing the gifts that, that God has given us. So the two things that Paul says here walking down is that each person has a grace on their lives, a gifting on their lives, which he has given them by the Spirit. And the next thing is that it's given for the benefit of everyone else. It's given for the common good. It's not just for yourself, but it's actually something that is distributed. And you may well be blessed when you distribute what God gives you. That's what he says you will be. But actually, you are edifying the person that you are blessing with that gift, but also the whole body is affected when you exercise the gift that God has given you. So it's for the common good to build someone else up. So that is really just an overview of why of the, number one, the fact that God has given us his spirit and why the gifts of the spirit and us understanding and using those gifts is so vital for us as we grow up as a church family, as the church, because we want to become more healthy, more strong, have a greater understanding of what God has called us to 
and we want to bless and encourage one another in whatever situation and circumstance we might find ourselves in. So we're going to be informed. We're going to remember that when the Holy Spirit is ministering and when we minister in the gifts of the Spirit and what, what God's given us, that Jesus is at the centre. That each person has been given something that they can bring and that is to bless and build everyone up. So let's just finish this morning by praying. And I really want to pray for us that we would know the gifts that God has given us. And some of you sitting there this morning are sort of saying, well, I'm not sure what that is. Well, I want to pray for you that God will reveal that to you. And for some of us, you do know what it is, but I want to tell you that God wants you to grow in that. I want to pray that that would happen even as we look at these scriptures over the next few weeks. So can we do that? Can we just finish by praying? Yeah, Father, we just want to thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you that you didn't leave us, Jesus, on our own, but you said, I will send my helper, the Holy Spirit. And so this morning we just want to say thank you for sending your spirit. Would you show us the gifts that you've given us? And if we don't know what those gifts are, Holy Spirit, this morning I pray that in the coming days and weeks that you will reveal that to us. Father, for us, Lord, that know some of the gifts that you've placed in our hands, would you really encourage us to use those gifts more and more and show us, teach us how we can do that better. So Holy Spirit, we just want to honour you this morning. We want to thank you that you're working in our lives and in our church family and in the church. And we want to honour you as we seek to learn more about the way that you work in us and through us. So would you teach us things that we don't know would you build our faith so that we can step out in what you've given us? Lord, and would you build up our lives as a result? In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we are, we are finished today. Through here, we are going to be serving tea and coffee, soft drinks. Please do join us if you would like uh, to do that. Um, if you want to talk to us about what the baptism of the Holy Spirit means, please come and talk to us. If not this morning, contact us and we'd love to have a chat with you and pray with you. Um, but have a really blessed week. We have our prayer Zoom on Wednesday. There's all sorts of other stuff happening um, and we'll be back here next Sunday. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope this has encouraged you. You can listen to our other Sunday morning teachings here or our In the Limelight series where we chat with ministries and organisations we're connected with to dive deeper and highlight the amazing work they do. 
get connected, you can visit us over on our website www.hhcc.org.uk or find us on Facebook and Instagram at hhcc.org.uk. Bye for now and we bless you as you walk into this new week.